Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to WLPR. We love Philly Radio. This is once again Girl Q and my co-host Farouk. What's happening, everybody out there? What's going down? Great week. A lot of stuff going on. I can't wait to get this show kicking. Yes, Mr. Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, starting off, uh, I guess I should tell you guys that we have some um, some friends calling in uh, from high school who continued on their path of music, and uh, we have a song to play that they recorded. Um, we're going to play that after the interview once uh, they call in. Um, we also are going to talk about Kanye going bananas, apparently, and R. Kelly getting off. Well, maybe that's the wrong term to use, but I think we're right about that, though. Um, and then we have two uh, songs we want to play for you guys. So um, let's play catch up for a minute. Uh, Farouk, how was your week? My week was my week was good. Um, I, I actually was been real busy. I was in San Diego this weekend uh, doing one of my events. Uh, then I had to drive right back up from San Diego and start another event that we start shooting live on Direct TV. Uh, some of our listeners and stuff might have saw it on our calendar. Uh, channel 101 Direct TV every Monday and Wednesday through the end of the month. You can hear me. You might see me every now and again, but you'll hear me live. I'm like the event announcer. I introduce all the teams and all the good stuff. So, pretty cool gig. Who would have thought video games would have taken me this far? I'm so jealous. We all know how much I love video games. Do you have Direct TV? You get a chance to check out the show at all? Um, not yet. I actually um have an issue with my TV right now, so. Let me get that fixed, and then I'll be able to see the show. It's funny because I sat down last night and just watched just a piece of it with my wife last night, and she was loving it. And I I just, I mean, she sat down, she got into it, and she was loving the storylines and everything, and even the gameplay. uh, We were watching uh, Dead or Alive 4, and, um, you know, I just know that, you know, it's it's, it's done pretty well. It's just a pretty pretty good hit. Did you get a chance to check out the um the post I put on my site with the uh the guy, the guy who who rendered uh, a DOA versus Final Fantasy fight between the girls? Yeah, I saw I saw that. I didn't get a chance to uh to, to watch it yet though. Uh, but he he made this video up, right? Yeah, he made it. Um, mainly because he couldn't get an animation job, and well, from what I hear now, that's not the problem anymore. It's really that good. Right. It's just like people that crack into, you know, iPhones and other computer systems and stuff. All of a sudden, they get computer programming jobs. You know what I mean? Well, not, like, oh. well you know what? The, the basic models of both of the, uh, the sets of females are the same. They're sprite models. So it's very easy for him to re-render those people and their powers. But you just, if, you, if you play Final Fantasy VII, you will love that video. That Final Fantasy 70, right? Because that's what number they Seven, now, seven. Right? I've never played Final Fantasy. I will say Why are we that. even but, friends? Well, I mean, you know, before, <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I was only big into the, uh, you know, sports. Sports video games is what I played. You know, I played Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter here and there. But where I was good at it, I was good at the sports games. You know, I got two younger brothers, and we all had our specialty. I was good sports games. Uh, the, my brother under me was good at fighting games, um, and my youngest brother, he was good at race car games. So it was like we all had our own specialty, and, you know, mine was sports. And it wasn't up until, I want to say maybe five or six years ago, maybe five years ago, where I fa- started playing, like, FPS shooter, like FPS games, first-person shooter games, for those who don't know, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. I wasn't wow. big on, like, the fantasy story stuff. All right, I believe our interviewer is calling in at the moment. All right, let's get him on. All right, you start things off. WLPR. Hello. Yo, what's up, Wes? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Just so everybody knows, we have Wes of the Super Lowry Brothers, uh, Philly Street Bop Band. Great sound. I had a chance of checking these fellas out uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, at Little Temple in L.A., and they actually have an upcoming performance tomorrow night, 9.30, at Little Temple in L.A. as well, and I'll give you guys more information. But, Wes, I know you you got, you got out there rehearsing, you're recording right now, so mm. I just want to jump into the interview. First, how's your day out? How's your day doing today, bro? 
Oh, it's going well, man. You know, just in the um, studio working on a new project we are uh, trying to put together. Okay, okay. And, and another Super Larry brother um, thing, uh, instrumental like jazz. Okay, cool. Jazz so we got we, we we have we have uh, one part of the band. The other part that makes up the band, uh, his brother Chris, who uh, plays trumpet in the keys. Uh, he's Indeed. not with us today, but we'll get him on another time. Wes is on the drums. So, Wes, I mean, you guys got like a whole jazz, street bop, hip-hop, R&B kind of feel to your music. Who who influenced your sound? Um, I have to say um, my, my father, who is a musician and um, in, the, in the great city of Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody, all the people that was in, in, uh, coming from Philly, from the jazz greats, from John Coltrane and Lee Morgan to the R&B greats like Gamble Huff and, and Patty to, you know, Jill Scott to everybody we got today. You know, I mean, the city of Philly, man, got a lot of lot of influence on, on it, us. It sure does, man. The, the city of Philly is definitely bumping with a lot of sound out there. And it's funny because I look at it, man, you know, we went to, we went to Creative Informant Arts High School uh, along mm-hmm. with Allow. Uh, mm-hmm. Yourself and 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 Chris and you know also we used to hang out in the in the food court with Music Soul Child so yeah. just like you know everybody around our age and stuff is right there man and we know we got we know you got other people in the band um, mm-hmm. how, how was the band building process did you guys like go through auditions or these uh, uh, people that you you met up with along the way how how did the band come together yeah yeah it's usually um, well it's all original music that my brother uh, mostly writes. My brother and I write, so um, you know, even when we was uh, staying in New York, I just you know find musicians who I like, like they style and the way they play, and then we just rehearse and then we'll teach them our music, and and then they'll you know their style fit ours, and that's how we choose our band. I came out to L.A. We in L.A. now, and I got a got a couple of cool uh, cats, Takiso Young on guitar. He's um, from Philly also, so he's um, core of the group, and Matt Matthew Little, who's a, a piano player. Who is also from Philly, so you know, um, so we just teach them our music, and they and it, and it just and it just happens like that. They fall right in line, and, and and then we just make it work like that. Okay, now I just got I just got a little a little fun question I'm gonna ask you real quick, and then mm. I'm gonna throw it to Q and see if she's got anything to ask you. Uh, yeah, cool. So did you got you guys ever try to like switch off instruments? Like, do Chris ever try to play the drums, or do you ever try to play the trumpet? How does that work out? <laughs> We can't. We're not ready to do that at a show yet. Sometimes we play around like there's a jump, jump on the drums or something, but that's when you know the night is about to go out and we had drinks and having fun or something like that. But yeah, usually we don't. We're not ready to do that. Not just yet. You know, oh, a lot of times of Chris of switch and get on the keys though. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah, you would double up on the keyboard. But yeah, I can't get on the trumpet, man. I can't do that. Yeah, it takes a lot. I mean, I, I remember uh, my dream was always to play the saxophone, and uh, actually. I, <laughs> I had a, I had a chance to play it for like a friend of mine played the saxophone I didn't know and he lent me his saxophone for like a week and uh-huh. I played that thing I mean I was, he just he drew up some scales for me to play and I was playing them a little bit and mm-hmm. man just in that week I developed that callus on yep. my lips that they they say that most musicians and horn players and stuff get and I developed that man I started to feel like a real musician for like a week so it's <laughs> <laughs> rough right. I, yeah man it's definitely rough so yeah. I'm online with Shaquita another fellow Kappa alumni. Oh, hey, Wes, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. I ran into you about a year ago on South Street. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, I have a, a couple questions. Um, number one, um, you are blessed to still be able to do what you were doing in high school and, do, you know, do what you enjoy. How hard has it been to stay on track to keep doing music? Because, you know, with the economy the way that it has been since, we graduated and people not really giving the arts as much respect as it should receive, you know, people aren't really very supportive of musicians. So how did you guys stay on track and was it hard? Yeah, it's definitely been a couple, you know, um, bumps in the road. But for the most part, um, it's been pretty well. It's been fun. We, you know, we still um, living on our dream and, and having um, fun just uh, playing our music, and, and we've been doing pretty good, like, as far as getting shows and, and, and selling CDs, um, you know, whether at the shows or outside performances and even online. Um, like the album that we are um, that we just came out with, Streetbot, which is available online at our website, um, com, and also at uh, cdbaby.com, 
but um we got two or three albums on there and um and, and it's been it's been pretty cool but it's definitely been some 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 tough times and, and rough spots like every you know all artists go through but um we we persevered and, and now we just um pretty pretty cool right now um, I'll, I'll make sure I put that link up and um, a flyer of you guys up on my website and put it out on the email so people can go ahead and get linked to you guys. Yeah. Um, we're also going to play one of your songs. Um, what's your favorite track on your your release? Um, the the new uh, CD? Yes. The, uh, the Street Bop CD? I had to say my favorite track would probably be um, number number six, Never in This Story. Okay, All right. Um, I don't think that's the one we have prepared to play this week. I think we're going to play that next week. Hey, um, for you guys. Come on, they all my favorite. I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to continue up the suspense so people can keep, you know, remembering you guys. You know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 And how's the traveling going, you guys? Traveling around. How often are you guys on the East Coast now? Um. We come to the. I just was in the, on the East Coast. We was just in Philly and New York in uh, March, doing some stuff there. And um, I plan on coming before the um, the the summer is out. I got a couple shows I'm working on in Philly, over at the North by Northwest. It's on uh, in uh, Mount Airy, and uh, the Bag It In, and a couple other places in New York. One in, in the Village, Bag It In on Third uh, Street in the in the in the West Village. So um, the, I'm trying to get there before the summer is out. Well, um, if you guys come through uh, towards the end of the month, uh, North by Northwest actually has a show called uh, Soul Comedy Cafe. It happens the last Sunday of every month. If you guys are around then, I could probably talk to the um, comedian and have you guys go on stage for a minute and play a little uh, something. That would be nice. That would be cool. So just you just got to let me know. Keep us, you know, in the loop as to when you guys are back in the area. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Farouk, you have anything yeah. to add? No man, I just want to I just want to say thanks for taking time out on your busy day. Um, uh, we know you guys got a performance tomorrow. You guys are preparing for that. Um, yeah. We definitely we definitely will keep on track. Just real quick before you get out, tell everybody uh, about the show tomorrow, and um, and and if you want to give out any shout outs right now, you know before we before we send you off here, man. Okay, cool. Um, the show tomorrow is at the Little Temple. It's in uh, uh, Silver Lake. Uh, East Hollywood on Santa Monica and Virgil. Showtime is at uh, 9:30 p.m. and um, and we're gonna be rocking there all night, uh, featuring uh, DJ Colleen, who's gonna be spinning, uh, you know, soul and hip hop and everything. And uh, it's just gonna be another Super Lowry show, another Super Lowry brother uh, extravaganza, fe- featuring a lot of artists and featuring a lot of musicians and stuff like that. It's just gonna be fun. All right, cool man. Thanks a lot. Um, we know oh, man, thank y'all, fun. man. This is fun. Oh, oh, I'm calling back every week. Dude, you, hey, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> yeah, we know We know you got another show coming up uh, July 5th. Um, I definitely want to try to get you on before, you know, on a Tuesday before that performance, too. And you can get on there. You can blast out to all your peoples and all your fans. Let them know that you, they're going to be on here. And they can call yeah. and ask you guys some questions, too, all right? All right, definitely, man. All right, West One, man. Be good, man. Good luck all right, y'all. Thank y'all. So that's what I'm talking about right there, man. That's, I mean, like, literally right now I have goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I have goosebumps, but I can tell you that I, 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 it's, it's something about just getting together with our people, you know what I mean? You know, in high school and stuff, you know, you know, me and Chris, me, Chris, and Wes, you know, we say what's up in past, and we never had any beef with each other, nothing like that, but we wasn't, we wasn't, like, cool, we wouldn't consider each other friends and stuff, but now that, we, you know, we all grown, we old people, you know what I'm saying, we all still trying to live our dreams and do our thing out here in the, in, in the world, um, like you said, Q, it, it is tough to maintain um, um, living the dream, um, just with the economy and everything else that's going on and staying on track, but man, I just got goosebumps, you know, just listening to this, the little bit of the story that we got about how they stayed on track and what they're doing out here and how they're trying to make it happen, um, so yeah, don't forget y'all, support them. Uh, we're going to play one of their songs here probably in a bit. Um, you want to play it now? Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's get into it now, and then we'll talk more about how to buy their CD and stuff, and then we'll get back into the rest of the show. Let's hear it. I believe it's, um, I, what is it? Did I put a She's Gotta Have It up there? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, She's Gotta Have It. I ended up liking that one. Actually, that one features uh, 
Shiva Live and Shalanda. I'm not exactly sure who Shiva Live, I mean Shalanda is, but Shiva Live is actually uh, another fellow Kappa alumni who, you know, class of '98, I believe, right after us, uh, and Tom Williams. So uh, let's 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 hear it, Q. All right, I'll put it on now. Tell of a young lady splitting image of mommy and daddy's little girl Perfect combination of a diamond and pearl He vibes to protect her from the evil at the same time giving the world His daddy's little angel He told her need what she gained greed And couldn't see her angle in life Couldn't determine her once from what's right By all means necessary She would achieve the lavish life Whatever the price was Ever the cost, but somewhere along the road she got lost. Damn, somewhere along the road she got lost. She started out on the road, straight A student on the honor roll. While a victor, the graduating class, but she was blinded by the false glitters of gold. And so the story is told, and it's one so tragic. But I guess she had to have it, or a habit. Damn, I guess she had to have it. 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 Things are poor on a sunny day. Trying to hold on to the faith until those better days. Her perception is that from inside of me. Her tunnel vision distorts her big picture. She can't escape the space. Acting all bougie and press. Rubbing elbows with the sinners just for success. Trying hard to fit in like a piece of a puzzle. Feeling deep down inside, nobody loved her. Daddy died, so the father figure missing. Mommy concerned, but she dismisses her wishes. In too deep, she can't climb out the trenches. Went from well respected to smutting on some trickish. Daddy died, so the father figure missing. Mommy concerned, but she dismisses her wishes. In too deep, she can't climb out the trenches. Went from well respected to smutting on some trickish. Damn, that seems so tragic. But I guess she had to have it. I guess she had to have it. I guess she had to have it. She had to have it. She had to have it. That seems so tragic. I guess she had to have it. And the only thing that trigger her mind is white lines And those white lines defines her existence in this lifetime The addiction and tie wall queens get disguised No longer wanting to be wives or bear a child They too busy screaming my life, my life, my life Like Mary J. Blige Her mind not right, and her body not right And her soul not right, and the child not right And the life not right Seems so tragic That this girl, she gotta have it I seem so tragic that this girl, she gotta have it. Lowry Brothers with the song called She's Gotta Have It. That's right, y'all. Lowry Brothers, He's Gotta Have It. Philly's own right there, born and bred, Kappa alum, the whole nine, the connection is right there. So if y'all enjoyed that track, we definitely have some more for y'all coming up a little bit later. Uh, maybe another time, another show. Uh, my computer went down, so I wasn't able to upload too much more of the music. But Super Lowry Brothers, Street Bop. If you guys want to check it out, get a copy of the CD, you can check out superlowrybrothers.com. That's S-U-P-A, Lowry, W-O-L-E-R-Y-B-R-O-S.com, CDbaby.com. And for those of us in L.A., you actually can go purchase the CD is being carried at Amoeba Music 
Amoeba Music Stores on uh, Sunset and Vine. So y'all definitely check it out. And y'all can also visit them on MySpace.com backslash Super Lowry Brothers as well. So there it is right there, y'all. It sounds real good. And it was nice hearing Anton. I ran into him like five years ago. Five years ago, man. I don't think I've seen him since I left Kappa, man. So I haven't seen him in, what, 10, 11 years. I'm actually on yeah. the MySpace page right now, and I see a picture of him, of Shiva Live. So that's it's, it's cool. I wonder if it's Shiva or Shiva. It's probably Shiva because Shiva is actually the goddess of something in India. So it's probably Shiva. Okay, Shiva. All right, so we're going to say Shiva Live. Yeah, they're performing live, Little Temple, June 18th, 9.30 p.m. That's tomorrow night. 4519 Santa Monica Boulevard in Silver Lake, a.k.a. L.A., a.k.a. AKA East Hollywood, a.k.a. whatever the hell else you want to call it. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, man, I had a chance to go check out their show, man. The brothers look good. They sound good. Um, uh, Shiva, Shiva, sorry, Shiva Live was not there. He had to go attend to some some business in Philadelphia, but, um, you know. It's all, it's all good. I definitely want to catch out, catch their uh, set another time. Um, they definitely do a lot of live shows around the area, and, you know, they make it happen. Hopefully next week um, I'm working on getting uh, another Philadelphia born and bred artist. His name is Just, a uh, good friend of mine. He's got a great sound as well. Uh, hopefully looking forward to get him on um, to keep this Philadelphia music thing going. Um, you know. While we're on the topic of music, did you get my text uh, today, uh, Q, about... Uh, I actually got the same text from someone else yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. So um, yeah. let's just go ahead and get all the jokes out now. Let's just do it. <laughs> all right. But, the, but this is, you know, I, you know, I, got, I got some questions I want to ask. You know, you being a woman and me coming from a man's standpoint with the whole R. Kelly thing as well. Um, for y'all that don't know and who haven't received the text, I'm going to read the text off to y'all real quick. It, uh, it's pretty funny. My brother sent it to me. Um, I don't even know if I still have it here, but I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. It's I can like, read it to you. Yeah, go ahead, because I don't – oh, wait. Yeah, here it is. R. Kelly Not Guilty Celebration, tonight at Chuck E. Cheese, 7 p.m. until Ladies Free Before 9 with Junior High School ID. No parents, please. <laughs> and there's a little fake number on there for y'all to call, but I thought that was funny. Um, I sent it out to a lot of my people. They thought it was funny as well. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's, you know, when I got the message about him getting off on everything, you know, I don't know if money had anything to do with it or politics or whatever, um, but, you know, I, 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 could, I could care less either way. Um, one thing I, I mean, I don't care about him urinating, uh, and doing whatever kind of freaky stuff he's into. Uh, did you, wait, let me ask you this question. Did you see the video? I, I, I saw what I, I saw a version of the video, whether or not it was actually the video, but I did see, you know, I saw something like, I don't know if it was the video of all videos or what, but I did see, um, you know, the young girls. I did see the urination scene, um, but you know me. You know I, I'm I'm that dude too. That's like you know some of these young girls out here, they look old now. I mean they got they got they got curves. So you're telling me? Wait, no, don't even go there. You're telling me that he that every girl that he's dealt with, they just mysteriously are younger than what they supposedly look like. Come on, let's not forget about the Aaliyah thing. No, now, now, now the pattern, the pattern thing is a problem. The pattern thing is, yeah, he was messing with Aaliyah when she was what, sixteen? Fifteen, I think. Yeah, so like there is a pattern. Don't get me wrong, there's a pair pattern. However, if some of these young ladies are out there putting them off themselves off as being older, then you know that's a lot of times not really the guy's fault. But at the same time, now at the same time, now it is our responsibility, men. It's our responsibility to check and make sure. If you got if you messing with a girl that you think is questionable and she don't got no ID, there's a problem. If she pull out an ID and it say, you know, Martin Luther King High School, 
there's a problem. Um, you must have saw the same tape I saw because that girl looked young. She looked young. Yeah, the, the version I had was like all dark and like kind of fuzzy. So like I said, and plus I saw this like maybe I don't know five years ago, whatever, whenever you know, whenever it was out or whatever. I know six I years, because like yeah, his his charges have been pending for six years. Yeah, so you know. I mean, and why did it take so long? Why did it take so long for it to actually go to trial and all that? Were they still trying to gather the information and all that? Uh, their excuses were that the lead prosecuting attorney had some murder cases to deal with and blah, 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 yackety, schmackety, you know, excuses, excuses, excuses. Right. All right, so now coming from a woman's standpoint, like I said, there are a lot of girls out there that's putting themselves off to be older because they want to be in the limelight. You know, they want to do whatever kind like, you know what I'm saying? So, like... But that's different than this case. Yes, there are young young girls on my face changing their ages and lying and so forth, but this was not the case. He knew this girl was uh, was young. He knew it. The, the girl was Sparkle's niece. Remember Sparkle? Yeah, I remember Sparkle. Yeah, it was her niece. She's the one who initially, initially blew the whistle. And I mean, that's, 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 that's like I said. I that's why the only defense he had was, this. that's not me on the tape. There's a mole on my behind that's not on the tape. Number one, the tape is fuzzy. You're not going to see a mole. Number two, even if you have a mole now, that does not mean you had it six years ago. As you age, your body changes, your skin changes. I have moles on my face I didn't have six years ago now. Now, see, this is the thing, like, this is where I say men are stupid and women are smart. Because why, why are you going to tape it? You know what I mean? Why, why, why have evidence of you doing something that you ain't supposed to be doing? I don't understand. Well, you heard, you heard him say he was like a Santa Claus of porn. You walk around with a whole bunch of porn tapes. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's issues. That's, 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 I mean, I, I'm not saying people have got a problem with porn. But, I mean, people, yeah, I, yeah, the whole underage thing, you know, the whole predators thing, people, you know, targeting underage people and stuff, all that good stuff, man, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. That's the only part about it I'm not cool with, you know what I mean? But I'm sorry, I, but, but I, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah. 18 and I mean, otherwise, if she was over, if she was over, I'm 17, yeah, the Boondocks episode would be right. If I didn't want to be peed on, I'd move. I mean, it would be right. But the girl was like 15, what, she was 14 or 15 or something like that? Right. So, I mean, there's a deeper issue here, and people, if something really bad is going to happen, if he keeps getting off like this, and I don't mean, you, get, you, mean, you know what I mean, I, you know what I mean when I say getting off, you mean I didn't mean, he's going to get himself into more trouble is what you're saying. Well, someone's going to actually wind up getting hurt. Because hmm. if it escalates any higher, the only thing above urinating and you know on someone is like bondage and hurting somebody. And this is all about control. Because he was barking orders at her the entire time. Right, right. If he got away with all this, maybe there's another level he needs to hit. Let's do something a little bit more experimental. Next thing we know, underage girl found dead in R. Kelly's house. Like, as long as they got a safe word. <laughs> banana. Speaking of banana, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good segue. What's up with Kanye West, though? I don't know that story. You tell me what's going on. What happened?
They end up playing long, and he was supposed to go up at like one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. Now, after he didn't go up at one o'clock in the morning, morning because he had like this big glow in the dark, uh, big glow in the dark uh, uh, backdrop or whatever for his for his uh, performance, and. The crowd was getting antsy, you know. When, it, when you know, when you pay your money, you're expecting somebody to come on. You're there at eight o'clock, and now it's one o'clock in the morning. You still ain't seen the guy you came to see. It's a problem. Then two o'clock rolled around. Still no Kanye West, but the the stage was set. Three o'clock rolls around. Everybody start getting uh, real antsy. Start booing. Start throwing their little glow sticks on the stage and start getting really outruly. And then four four forty five or something in the morning, he finally blesses the stage at 445 in the morning when people were expecting him to perform at 8 at night so he got booed you know he didn't even acknowledge the fact that he was late he didn't acknowledge the fans and say thank you for waiting none of that a very a very unclassy uh irresponsible thing to do for 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 people that are out there buying your music supporting your music you know, sending you greeting cards when your mom died unexpectedly, you know, and all that good stuff. And I think it's just a, a, a poor way of, number one, treating your fans, and number two, uh, uh, demonstrating the type of person you are. So let me ask you this. Did you really expect anything less from Kanye? I, I did. I did. I mean, granted, granted, his his confidence and cockiness has escalated to a whole new level it really has. I mean, it really has. Like, before when he was just a producer, you know what I'm saying, he was doing his thing. But, like, then he got hot, and, like, all of a sudden, you know, he's like the, you know, he thinks he's like God's gift to music. You know what I'm saying? Like, without him, like, music would just cease to exist altogether. Um, okay, you just, over, I'm sorry, my, my little son is back in there whining for no reason, and he's just about to sit there and just whine because he just wants my, he just wants my attention. But, um... Do you want to put on? Do you want to do the um the remix to the song? and you go handle that for a second? Yeah, let's hear that, and I'll handle that, and then we'll get back to talk about Kanye in a minute. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Ricky Ricardo, and I approve this remix.
escuchaste, te lo dije, te lo digo pa' que bregues, toma esto, yo soy el maestro, represento, no te pongas esto, te meto, estate quieto, esto, pa' mi corillo, pa' mi gente, don't stop, don't stop, esto está caliente, y si vivo escuchando, mujeres están mirando, tranquilo en el amo de chileando. Gina Thompson, the remix to We Don't Talk No More. Um, I played that, what was that, last week for her? Yeah, last week. Yeah, I played the original last week. Um, that's the remix to the original. Um, that's pretty good, actually. I think I might like the remix better. Yeah, I like the remix better, too. It's got a nice little like, house, little reggae tone thing going on. Did I just admit I liked a reggae tone beat? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, I, I, I apologize, everybody. I, that's the first. <laughs> so it, it was that uh, uh, at Bonero, Bonero near Nashville uh, this past weekend where he got booed at. Um, just a couple quick corrections on my part. Yeah, he was scheduled to perform at 8:15. He switched it to 2:45 in the morning. I don't know who's out at 2:45 in the morning to to listen to music, but. Maybe this is me and a product of me getting old, but um, so they were, he was supposed to go at the Pearl Jam show and Pearl Jam. Ran oh, out. ooh. Yeah, so he ran. Why would he want to go after Pearl Jam? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Cause, because he wanted because he was supposed to go by eight o'clock and I guess it was still some light out and he wanted his whole glow in the dark thing to work. Like yeah, but no, Paul Jam, their energy level is so high. Like, it's, I mean, it's a rock band. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to beat their energy. Right, right. But, but I mean, I don't think, I think he could have matched the energy, but the fact No, that no. Unless he's, like, stage jumping from the rafters, I, there's no way he could beat Pearl Jam's energy. Well, maybe he thought his glow-in-the-dark stuff would work. Well, uh, Eddie Vader and the boys didn't wrap up to 1:15 in the morning. Then uh, they put a little message up on the on the jumble trying saying that he can't he'll be out at 3:15. Then it was 3:30 and he finally came out at 4:30. So everybody was booed, pissed. You know, I'd be pissed too if you know I was up till 4:30 in the morning waiting for you know someone who I thought was a was a was a great performer. You know what I'm saying? So especially yeah. if you don't like Pearl Jam type of music and you sat through it. Because you right. waited for him, like it's a completely right. different group. I mean, you know, genres. So, wow. But this is my thing, Q. And I mean, you you you're around, you know, you're around probably a lot more of the the the, the scene when it comes to music performers and comedians and stuff. Um, what what is it? What is the arrogance of a performer where they can just show up late? Like I've I've, I've seen perform I've seen or been to performances too where people. You know, or hear people showing up an hour late to do their set, or two hours late, and then they come in just strolling in like ain't nothing wrong. Like we supposed to wait for them. Like what is what is that arrogance about? You know, I went to the Method Man concert was it, two years ago now in AC. Um, after the opening act, and you know, they were I don't even remember who it was, but Method Man didn't come into the uh, the concert hall until. Almost one o'clock. 
And what time was the And the concert started at 8. See? He was high. He was drunk. He was off his gorg. At some point, me and the person I was with kind of ran from the stage. So, he would, you know, he wasn't following us, and he kind of followed us. It was kind of strange. And then he, like, ran upstairs and almost stage jumped. And I wonder what he was stage jumping. Anyway, um, so, it, yeah, it, it was just, it was interesting. Like, that was the first time I ever saw him in concert. Had that been, had that not been my first time seeing him in concert, I probably would have been upset because he drooled on some audience members. It was like, it was pretty bad. It, he was just done. He was just done. But, I mean, but Mr. Man, he's, you know, he's been around the block. He's been... You've been there. On, but five hours late to do your show? Come on. Like, really, five hours late? If you're going to be a half hour late to an hour, I understand. Maybe you was in traffic. Maybe you're coming from another gig. Because, you know, a lot of these music performers, they do do this. And uh, to our listeners out there, if you've had an experience like that, I would love to hear it uh, where you waited for one of your one of your favorite people to perform and they came mad late. Give us a call, 646-716-8602. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be so pissed and demand my money back. It's just like that's why Janet Jackson will almost, you know, will never perform in in Philly again because she got booed because she canceled one of her concerts and then tried to put it on the next night and Philly people wasn't having it and they booed the hell out of her. Well, she's coming back actually. She's coming back this year, October second. She'll be here. I think I think it's been at least ten or twelve years since the last time she's been in Philadelphia. Maybe she's finally forgiven them. Maybe she feels though. Maybe those people that booed her have grown up. Don't count on it. Um, <laughs> well, we got over Beyonce. Yeah, we did. But I mean, come on, Beyonce. I mean, yes, Janet Jackson is Janet Jackson. But Beyonce, she's been permanent on the scene. You know, she hasn't gone anywhere in the last. You know, since she hit the scene back in 2000 or 99 or whenever it was. Um, you know, she also wore a Lakers uniform during the playoffs against the Sixers. Come on now, this is a sports yeah. city. You know that's a big no-no. Yeah, 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 yeah. See. But she was she. But see, by her doing that, she didn't mess with nobody's money. Janet messed with people's money. You know, that's a, that's a little bit more personal. That does that deserves a, a you know a snowball to Santa Claus or you know put a hardball leg up in a snowball or something. You know, that that that, that gets one of those kind of things. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, I just don't get the arrogance of some performers. You know, if I was a professional, I could not do that. Because, number one, I don't like being late, period. I don't like being late to a, to a you know, if my, if my wife's coming to meet her for lunch, I don't like being late. I'm, I'm very you also um, haven't single-handedly reconstructed the music scene. You said I haven't single-handed what? <laughs> reconstructed the music scene. You're right. You're right. I have it. Right. Right. But if I did, I would I would feel even more uh, obligated to be on time and give my fans what they deserve and 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 uh, what they expect and what they need. But um. But yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't. Um. I remember when Kanye like he first came out and I listened to like the last little message on his first album. And, uh, you know, I got I was inspired by, you know, hearing his story about how he, you know, continued to push on and, you know, he finally got put on and, you know, doing his thing. But now, man, he's just like a cocky, like, you know, crazy dude. And then I was watching some crazy thing on BET, and it, it had to be nothing else on TV because I don't even watch BET anymore. But I was watching BET, and he was actually, they did like the top, Rapper of the month or whatever they were doing. I forgot the name of the show. And they gave mm-hmm. Kanye West the best rapper out right now. Better than Jay-Z. Better than Lil Wayne. Uh, they gave Kanye West, you know, it was like a panelist of, like, you know, people from the source and producers and A&Rs and everything. Um, well, you know why that is. Why? Because Kanye is more of a page-turner. Kanye is always doing something that has you talking about it. We just talked about it on the day. He sells units. Lil Wayne, I, he shows up at a, at a show high, and I, I guitar, and whatever. Right. Who cares? This is Lil Wayne. 
you know, he ain't nothing. He came from nothing. He ain't going to do nothing. I mean, you know, it is what it is. He has a story. Kanye has a story. He had a car accident. He died. He had his jaw wired shut. He lost his mom recently. He was engaged. Lost his, his, his girlfriend. Now he's only seeing white chicks according to him. Like, it's, it's a story with him. But do you think, do you think he, do you think he, see, but this is my thing. This is where, this is where the whole karma thing comes into play and I start believing that kind of stuff because, you know, do you think he, he's brought a lot of that stuff on himself? I mean, you know, you, you can't treat people certain ways. You can't do certain things. You can't show up to shows four hours, eight hours late and expect, you know, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just that's just what I believe. I mean, I believe God gives you a gift, and He gives you a gift. He's giving you that gift for a reason, for you to go out and make a difference, for you to do your thing. You know, even if you know somebody listens to your music for about an hour, whatever the case is, it gives them a chance to escape. Boom, 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 boom. But you don't you don't abuse that. You don't abuse that gift. And if you do abuse the gift, then I think there's a uh, you know consequences and repercussions. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. All right, say you had to sit down with Kanye and said, "Look, you shouldn't do this." Blah, 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 blah. Do you think he's going to listen? No. Okay. Now, you know his mother. A doctor said, I will not do this procedure because you have complications and you might die. What did she do? She found a doctor who would do it regardless. She was three other doctors. After people told her, don't do this. So you see where I'm getting at. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't fall far from the tree. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, but... I mean, you know, but I mean, I, but you know, I respect the go-getter attitude, you know. But you got to know when to, when to quit and when not to quit. You know what I'm saying? You got to know when to when to turn it on, when not to turn it on. So that's what I'm trying to teach myself to be right now: is be that go-getter, that person that um, you know is persistent and and at, at no cost. You know what I mean? And I believe that's what Kanye and his mom was, whether whether it was to chase the fame or the money or you know, really it was because of what they wanted and they believed in. Either way, they still were go-getters and were chasers. Um, you know, sadly, it, you know, she wanted to have that surgery and it happened to end her life. But, um, you know, I, I, I respect the man. I'm not saying, like, you know, he's a bad person or anything like that. Just handle your business, musicians. All, all you rappers out there, musicians, handle your business. Rockers. Cause I'm not, and I'm not just saying it's, it's black people. I'm sure, that, I mean, there are a lot of bands, you know, uh, other other genres and other people that show up late to, to sets as well. You know, so just, I mean, at least go out there and apologize to the people. That's all he had to do was say, I'm sorry, y'all, you know, for being late. He didn't even do that. Once again, when you think you, you are God's greatest gift, the music industry then it feels as though you could do anything, including making people who listen to hip hop sit through a Pearl Jam session. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, what? No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, I listen to both, you know, both performers. So, I mean, as I, I know they're completely different. I know it. So, if you're, you know, a, a hardcore Kanye fan and you don't listen to that type of music, you were going to kill him by the time he got up on stage. Right. I want to. I want to. I want to jump off the music topic for a minute because my mom called me. Uh, you know, she's still in Philly, and she let me know, you know, some more depressing stuff about Philly, and I got real hot, hot, hot and angry for a minute. She told me that like, I don't know if it was yesterday or a couple days ago or sometime within the last week, uh, since we had our last show. That, like, there was a day where, like, six people got killed in Philly. Like, you know, it was, a, it was a, and it was all murders. It was, like, an old man, an old woman. It was, like, a, you know, a young guy, regular age guy, a regular woman or whatever. But six people got murdered, and they had a cop uh, that was interviewed on the news or something. And he was like, yo, I just can't wait for this day to be over. Because I, I think he had been to, like, two or three of the crime scenes. Yeah, the only deaths that they really, well, I've caught before, Tim, were all heat-related. Heat they were all heat-related. I didn't catch one of that one. Yeah, my mom called me. She was like, yeah, I got to like, tell you this, and blah, 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 blah. 
And I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, now people, don't get me wrong. I love my city. Love my city. And I'm the only person that can say this, and anybody else that lives in the 215, is if you're from there, and you can say what I'm about to say. But I want my I want my mom and them to get the hell out of Philly. I don't want nobody, you know, sneaking up in a Dunkin' Donuts and shooting my mom on accident. I don't want nobody, you know what I mean, driving by readers and doing a drive-by because they see somebody doing this or that. I don't, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Um, I don't want, you know, and then my brother, he goes to school in Atlanta right now, and he can't wait to graduate so he can go back to Philly. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. Well, actually, that's, what, that's exactly what needs to happen, and this is why. Um, a few years ago, University of Penn was doing this big push where they were they would help finance homes for their graduates. Because what's happening is, even though the city is a major college town or college city, people are getting their degrees and getting out of Dodge. That's why so many businesses are leaving because you know the 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 taxes are so high to to have a small business, and then you don't have any good employees because everyone's moving. The city wage tax is too high for them. Like it's 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 all it's, the the city can do so much to fix everything that's going on, but it's it, it's going to take years. But they have to realize what the problem is. Like the movie theater they just built in North Philly, where on opening night someone was shot. You can't throw a movie theater in the middle of North Philly and have nothing else around it. You can't have a movie. You can't have pleasure in in a dead zone. You can't. Because what's going to happen? Everyone's going to gravitate there, and nothing positive is going to come out of it. You have to have better business in North Philly. Temple can't be the only thing in the area that brings people. Temple and the pubs that are next to Temple because they know the college students drink. You can't have things done that way and think that the city's going to get better. Well, how I'm sorry. That was a rant, wasn't it? And you know what? And it's, and it's much needed. It's much needed, though, because this is, I mean, this is a serious topic on how we can make Philly better. Because we, we, I mean, maybe we need to do a show where we can talk about how we can make Philly better. Because um, we, we need suggestions. We need, we need people out there. First of all, we got to have people that want to change it. First of all, and like, my thing is this: what you're saying is they want to try to, you know, we need to try to keep people there. But how do you keep people there when all this murder and stuff is going on? People are going to leave when you got all that stuff going. Philly can be such a great place to live. Philly could really be a great place to live. If we stop all the dumb murders and homicide and stupid stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. The occasional homicide and murder stuff is going to happen, drugs and all that stuff. All that stuff is going to happen in any major metropolis. However, uh, Philly can be a place where that doesn't have to go down. I mean, it, I don't think it was like that 10 years ago when I was living there. I mean, it was it was it could be a good quality city, and like you know, you you got people and developers who are trying to throw up movie theaters and stuff in the places to try to make it nice and try to bring the stuff, bring you know good people to this area. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Um, I, I just I live here in a city called Glendale in L.A. and um, and they just built this big um thing called the Americana. It's like an outside mall. It's got a movie. It's got an eighteen cent movie theater. It's got you know high class stores like uh, you know Tiffany's and 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 you know uh, it's got a H and M. It's got a uh, you know all these great stores. A lot more stores and stuff, restaurants, blah blah blah. It's got an Ed Hardy store, all this stuff. And who would have thought that they would put this thing in Glendale? But now by them having that, it's 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 raised. A little bit. It's raised property value and rent value and stuff in the area and all that good stuff. And and that's what I'm saying when I say you got to start somewhere. By them putting that movie theater in in the middle of North Philly, you know, I mean, you got to do something to try to get people to to want to move there and try to live in that area and to want to come to that area and be a part of that area. But if we put a movie theater up and we can't even have one successful night, the opening night of the movie theater, go without somebody dying, nobody's going to want to go to that movie theater. I mean, even if you have a thousand people that go to that movie theater in that day, which you probably won't, you might only have like five hundred or so. But that look at your chances of getting shot. Why would you want to go somewhere where your chances of getting shot are a half a percent or one percent chance? I mean, that's a gamble. So people stop, stop, stop. You know, 
ruining things when we get it. That's why we can't have nothing now. Well, you know the decline, decline, all this decline really started uh, about our junior year in high school. Remember? Actually, no. Uh, right before we graduated middle school, because they were talking about cutting funding to um, the magnet schools like Masterman, Kappa, Carver, Central, Girls High, all the schools that essentially targeted people who were not trying to be average. When they started cutting funding, they actually started our junior year, and that's why we did that walkout. Remember the school walkout we did? Yeah, I remember that. Because they were talking about cutting funding, and Ed Rendell okayed that. Now, we already know that the city suggested most school, most classroom sizes are like 30 people in a classroom. That's why those schools needed that money so they can make the smaller classrooms and, and target people who need that extra push or need to be motivated. Now that they cut funding to the arts altogether, like the only way you can really get art in school is if you go to performing arts high school. Since they, you know, since they decided to cheapen the education in the Philadelphia school district and in the school system, everything has gotten screwy. Here we are 10 years later, and the people pulling the guns are like 10 years younger than us. Right. Because, because they don't have any outlet. They don't have phys ed anymore in school, so they got a bunch of built-up energy. They don't have... Um, you know, they have nothing to focus on. If they can't grasp science, if they can't grasp math, if they can't grasp English, they have nothing to turn to. They don't have the arts. They have no extra options. You remember how, how basketball was everyone's pack out of the hood? If you don't have the sports in the schools anymore, where's that pass? Now what's the pass? Rapping? Now the only way you are a credible rapper is if you do what you rap about. Right, right. And it's, and it's sad because, you know, it's funny because I noticed that, too. When I was, you know, when I was, when I look back, like, my brother is three years younger than me, and I feel as though hip-hop influenced his thinking and the way he thinks a lot and, and his mentality when he was younger, not now. But I figured, I thought that it influenced him a lot more than it did myself. And I, and I think that, you know, it, it's crazy how that, that was my dream. That was my dream to play. Before acting, I, my dream was to play basketball. Just like everybody, you know, a lot of other inner city kids um, who, who who grew up on the streets. And when I say grew up on the streets, I mean outside playing with your friends and stuff like that. Um, and rapping and 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 and, and uh, basketball is the way to do it. And like you said, you're right. You're so right. Um, if they're not doing what they're rapping about, then 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 they're not legit. If they if they ain't got if they ain't got a prison sentence. If they ain't got, uh, you know, bodies on their gun, then it's an issue. You can't sit there and rap about it. You got to be about it. And that's that's a sad situation. And then it also cheapens life because now life isn't something that God gave you. Life is now a, a line in a book or a line in, in a rap song because you took it away from somebody. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we have one minute left. Let me uh, just let everyone know that um, for all those who know Mike Jackson, Mike Jackson, woo, he's returned back to the reef on Friday night. Um, so come on back down and fucking three dollars if you get it validated from people at the reef, but you have to eat there, I believe. So uh, don't forget to go by the reef on Friday nights and uh, hit up the last house. I'm not sure who's there this weekend. I didn't connect with them really this week to find out who was there and to speak to the, the host or the feature or the uh, headliner. But uh, it's warm. Get out. Do things. And don't shoot people. That's not what hot is. Yeah, and don't forget, Super Lowry Brothers here in L.A. Uh, tomorrow night, 930 at Little Temple. All right. Thank you once again for joining us on uh, WLPR. And uh, we will speak to you guys next week. Thank you. And uh, just be safe out there. Peace.